Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. Hello, um, it is me and it's Jonathan Stiano here and I'm live and I am here to answer questions that have been asked of me and I will also um, be more than happy to ask any questions that happen to be um, posted during the broadcast. I will keep an eye out for them, so um, by all means post away. Uh, we've got some questions that have been um, previously uh, uh, submitted. We've answered these questions individually, but I thought I would bring it up here uh, just to uh, bring it out to a wider audience. Um, so the no scar technique for inverted nipple correction. The question is, do we do the? This is an inquiry from a patient in London. Uh, do we do the no scar technique for inverted nipple correction? Uh, because she has heard of it, and the answer is yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, what this it's it's not really. I mean, the thing about plastic surgeons is we try to hide our scars. Now, most of the stuff that we do creates scars, but we do some things that we do. Really, the scars fade so well. You, it is really impossible to see an inverted nipple correction. You know, is in that category. The scar there is a scar. So. Strictly speaking, I guess it's not a nose scar technique, but the scar is at the base of the nipple. Now, when you have an inverted nipple, obviously the, it's either flat or actually there's a sort of hole or crater. So you make the, the scar at the base of the nipple, which will be everted, so which will be the mountain. So you make it at the base of the mountain and you also make it at the six o'clock position. So the blind side, so you, the patient can't see it. Uh, and it's just a little stab incision because the best way to correct inverted nipples is this, which is by making this little stab incision at the base of the nipple and then dividing the ducts, dividing the milk ducts. Now, it does mean you can't breastfeed. So that's the big thing. Do you want to breastfeed in the future? Now, you might not be able to breastfeed anyway uh, if you have inverted nipples, you, but you might be able to. And so if you really wanted to be sure that you, you know, maintain the possibility of being able to breastfeed, then wait to, to have your children before having inverted nipple correction or there is a technique where you can leave the ducts intact but that's more scarring that creates a scar on either side of the uh, areola so that is not this nose scar technique it's more scarring uh, leaves the ducts intact but the problem with inverted nipple is often that the ducts are fibrosed and the ducts are pulling the nipple down so if you leave the ducts intact there's a much higher risk of recurrence there's a higher risk of recurrence anyway you do it well not the high risk there's a risk of recurrence anyway you do it but there's a much higher if you leave the ducts intact, much lower if you cut the ducts. So the best way to do it, both in terms of low recurrence rate and low scarring, is to little incision at the base of the, of the nipple and then divide the ducts. The problem with the London, um, we've got a clinic, uh, we've got Paul Tully in London, who's a, a colleague of mine, plastic surgeon, who is at 152 Harley Street uh, the, in the London clinic. The problem with the London clinic is that that clinic is got lots of surgeons working at that clinic and so it doesn't have in in, in Chbaston, it's it's my own I, I it's my my building and so um 
two things. First of all, we have the see and treat. We have the minor ops room upstairs, so we can do a see and treat, which means you, we can see you and treat you on the same day as your procedure. And secondly, because we've got the minor ops room upstairs, we can do it very simply and easily under local anaesthetic in the minor ops, uh, in the in the um, minor operating theatre upstairs in Edgbaston. Whereas when you come to Birmingham, uh, when you come to London, uh, we, go, we go to main theatres uh, and we don't do the see and treat for inverted nipple correction in London. And because it goes to the main theatres, it is more expensive. Um, one of the good things about my own clinic is that I have my own operating theatre, so I um, don't have to pay a hospital for their operating theatre. So that is, uh, that, that's one of the benefits of going to the Birmingham clinic for inverted nipple correction, although we do other things in the London clinic and certainly the, all the other, you know, breast augmentations, reductions and stuff we do it in London. Um, so yeah, no scar. So yeah, we do do the no scar technique. Uh, well, it, as I say, it's a minimal scar, but, uh, that, that, that's the, um, I mean, there is a way without doing a scar, and that's the nipplet. So that I always tell people if they are um, have an inverted nipple, it's worth trying the nipplet, which is like a suction device. You can get it in the chemist, uh, and sometimes it can help, certainly with early inverted nipples that come out. There's different grades of inverted nipples depending on whether they sometimes come out or not. So if they sometimes come out, then you might be able to stretch those ducts with a nipplet, which is a little suction suction cup. So that might be worth trying first. That's a, that's a truly no-scarring technique, but certainly when it comes to sort of surgery and a more... Um, definitive treatment then the best way is to make that little scar at the base but uh, as I say it's you cannot see it once it's all settled so thank you very much for that question and the answer to that is a resounding yes next question was we've got the nipple low on breast reduction oh yeah tattoo yeah lots of areas of body a huge variety of tattoos we've we've had the uh pleasure of having inquiries from um and a great great range interesting very interesting so range well basically we've got the the the, someone with a big sort of sleeve including dorsum of the hand i can't do anything for that um with these sleeves and these big ones on the shoulder and things i can't really if you i've got to pinch the skin you know i've got to cut the skin out so that's sort of pretty much I can't do anything for it, and that's laser or cover up, or you know, um, I don't know how you do a cover up, but um, but but surgery is not an option for the for the very large areas of tattoo. Uh, and then interestingly, we've had another two quite interesting tattoos. Very small one on the finger. Uh, this is often the the way that pa- patients will get tattooed on the finger. Uh, and, and they're quite small tattoos. And you might think, oh, you know, I'd like to get rid of, rid of that. And actually, and then a quite big one in the sort of groin area. And the paradox is that the one, the big one in the groin area is a lot easier to remove than the small one on the finger. Um, because, again, you've got to pinch your skin. And one of the problems with the finger or the hand, you might sort of pinch your hand. So the back of your hand saying, oh, I've got loads of spare skin. Yeah, get that out, no problem. The problem is you've got to make a fist. And when you make a fist, all that spare skin disappears. So if you make a bit, you know, think, oh, I'm going to cut that big, you know, thing out of the, the hand, and then you make a fist, the, the wound will open up. When we're making cuts on the hand, if you're making a cut on the finger, you'd probably do it in a longitudinal way so that there's no tension on it when you make a fist. fist. The tattoos on the ring, on the fingers, often on the ring finger, are, are in a sort of horizontal direction, so they're going the wrong way. Obviously, you have to cut them out in that horizontal way, so they're going the wrong way, number one, so they'll be under tension when you close your fist. And number two, there's not a huge amount of spare skin on the on the finger so even though that's a really small tattoo and this one on the groin area is huge 
the one on the groin area, most of it will come out, if not all of it, well, it might come out in one go. Um, might need two goes, but, it, but you can get a huge amount of skin, particularly if you've lost weight, because that's the tummy tuck thing. You look at how much skin you get removed on a tummy tuck because there's redundant skin. So if you have have lost weight or had children got some redundant skin in your tummy then so much the better as far as i'm concerned because i can take a bigger piece of skin away and close it up so the big one on the ta- on the on the groin is is a is a goer is a good one the one on the finger is not a, is not so good so the one on the finger i'm thinking at least two or three goes even though it doesn't look very big because it because i couldn't get it all out in one go and the other problem when you take tissue out from an area which hasn't got much tissue is you can get a little dish i sort of call it a shark bite you know the dish in the in the in the skin and you might sometimes get little bumps on either end which are the dog ears you try and you know make them as small as you can but then that makes the scar longer you don't want the scar going too long so the one on the finger is quite tricky actually and it's not uncommon to get that request you know often i think people get tattooed on the ring finger and it's uh it is a tricky one to um to fix so that's a good bit of paradoxical uh tattoo i'm just swiping don't mind me um paradoxical tattoo uh queries there so thank you for all those tattoo inquiries those three i think could demonstrate them quite well then we've got the um nipples low after the breast reduction so this is a patient of mine um i uh, um, i do have uh patients who uh, who i have to do revisions on and who are maybe haven't got 100 percent a perfect result i think um uh, you know, I have spoken about, I'll oh, happy speak if you've had surgery elsewhere and sometimes people who've had surgery elsewhere will come on here and ask for my opinion. Uh, and that is great. But um, uh, I think uh, sometimes people think, oh, you don't have problems. Well, I think, I think you know, the fact of the matter is anybody doing surgery will have uh, things that aren't 100% right. And sometimes we need to do revisions and what have you. So, and I'm certainly in that category. I wouldn't say that I don't get any problems. I wouldn't say that I don't get any complications because I um operate and therefore i do anyone anyone who operates does and that is one of the um downsides to the otherwise glittering um uh, <laughs> glittering lifestyle and glittering job it is one of the darker diff- more difficult bits to, to to deal with but anyway um i don't want to get too uh, <laughs> so so basically this patient um has had a breast reduction and saying well I'm going to pull the right little thing a bit low. And the bottom line is we need to go over it in the clinic, but I said I would mention it tonight um, because it is an interesting point. And the the main, not the main thing, but one of the big deals about doing a breast reduction is obviously the position of the nipple. When you do a breast reduction, it's the same as a lift. And so, and it's the same deal with a lift. Breast reduction or a breast lift, you're moving the nipple. The nipple's in a low place. You're moving it to a high place as well as tightening the skin. Uh, that is the point of the surgery. The real bad error that we all are very you know keen to avoid and if you see the error you think oh eek is when you put the nipples too high nipples too high on a breast are don't look good um particularly if you have the nipples coming up past the bra when your nipple is visible with the bra on that is not a good look and when the the um um, you get something called pseudotosis. So you have a nipple that's high and a breast as the breast sort of looks weird. It looks droopy, but it's not droopy. It's because of the position of the nipple. So it's, 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 it's a bad, bad look. Um, when, a, when a nipple's sitting high and something that we, you know, I particularly, and I think most people who are doing 
uh, lifts and reductions is very keen to avoid. Now, when a nipple sitting low, I can understand why people, particularly if you've had a breast reduction, you think, oh, I want my breast to be more perky. I can understand that. Now, the good news is um, it's not that difficult to make a low nipple sit higher as opposed to making a high nipple sit lower. So if your nipple's too high, that's a difficult problem to tr fix because if you want to lower the nipple, you're going to leave a scar where the nipple was. And particularly if the nipple's visible in a bra, then you're going to have a scar visible when you're in a bra. So it's a bad situation when the nipple's high. When the nipple's low, you can raise the nipple um, just to sort of another mini, mini lift, really, and just make, this, make put the nipple in a higher place. Straight line going down from it, which will already be there because in a breast reduction, there's already a scar going straight down from the nipple. So it's not that difficult to raise the nipple. The problem and the thing that we need to delve into and get down to is what is the issue is it simply nipple position because particularly in this patient the geometry of the breast is good the nipple position in my view is fine in keeping with the geometry of the breast and i don't want the nipple to be out of the geometry of the breast i don't want it to look wrong um and often what happens with a lift and a reduction is when you first have it done the breasts are up here and then they settle to what I call a more natural shape. And I try and make it sh show people photos of this preoperatively, because it's always better to have these conversations preoperatively rather than postoperatively, to say that the breast will settle to a more natural shape with less fullness in the upper pole. Uh, and you, when people first have surgery, sometimes they think, oh, I love this. This is great. This is just what I wanted. And I'm thinking, oh, crikey, it's going to settle. Sometimes people think, oh, I look a bit fake and I look a bit, you know, I look a bit strange. Um, whatever you think it settles and it settles to what I call a male natural shape, which is concave in the upper pole rather than convex in the upper pole. And um, if you want to have a convexity in your upper pole, that is only really achievable with implants. You can't achieve that with your natural breast tissue. You achieve it when you first have the lift or the reduction because you push all the volume up north because we're always working against gravity, but then gravity always wins. And so it settles to that um, concavity and that what is, is, is it is actually a natural shape but some people think well you know what i had a lift and i had a reduction i wish it was fuller now um so that's the thing you've got to get around is it the actual nipple position you're worried about or do you think oh my nip breasts are a little bit not quite as perk perky as they were um because if it's the perky thing you can put the nipple higher up on the breast mound but you're not going to change the shape of the breast mound and you certainly don't want the nipple going up onto the you know up onto the pointing pointing upwards um you know if the nipple's pointing down or forward that's okay but if it's pointing upwards then that's that's not where you want it to be so that's um something you're really, really careful of and i think you'll be really careful raising a nipple i've got to be really careful because i don't want to raise it too much so never never so we can certainly speak about it and i'll be very happy to raise the nipple but i've got to give that rider to say look i'm not going to make the shape different because the shape will always settle to that shape and i think it's a good shape and it's a natural shape um but i understand how sometimes people think i want more fullness but that is difficult to achieve without implants and i don't for a minute think we should be using implants for that reason sometimes we say oh i'll have implants and no 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 don't have implants just to get fullness up there because at the end of the day you can wear a bra a, a bra you can wear clothes push your breasts up you know because all these things we're talking about are out out of a bra obviously the nipple position is not so much of a problem in a bra because you can't see it so all these problems we're talking about are out of a bra so in a bra you can push the volume up and, and do what you want you might say i spent a lot of money on surgery so i would have looked good out of a bra too which is perfectly reasonable and if i can make it look out of a bra, uh, good out of a bra i will but it's just one of those ones where you've got to be a bit, bit careful what you wish for because you don't want to 
push you into a bad situation with the nipple in a in a high position because then it's very difficult to lower it or at least it's very difficult to lower it without leaving a scar and it's you know it's a bad way bad place to be i'd much rather be in a low nipple scenario ideally i'd be in an ideal nipple scenario that's what i'm always looking for i'm always aiming for an ideal nipple scenario but if i miss the ideal nipple scenario i want to go low not high that's my view that's where i am so i am don't you're not trying to tell me that there's no live questions come on guys we had some live oh sorry i don't know what i'm doing really here uh, we had some live questions the last two weeks. I thought, this is 2018. We are here. We have landed. We've got a live, proper, full-on, live, interactive. What's that little comments button do? Oh, well, I can write a comment. Oh, I think, would you know if I wrote a comment? Can I write my own question? No, you'd probably sniff me out. It'll probably say it was me. Can't get away with that. Anyway, um, that's that's my questions for the week and they've been cork as i'm sure you will agree um looking forward to doing the same thing next week i can't tell you how much i'm looking forward to it so let's get some questions in guys get some questions in you can get them here on the facebook you can email emma not laura who said laura laura's went before christmas emma at stanoplasticsurgery.co.uk or you can uh, facebook me or tweet me or do whatever you want in a social media type environment way to get hold of me. And I will look forward to seeing you in the same time next week. Be there 7 p.m. And get the podcast and the YouTube channel. We're on a YouTube. We're YouTubing all these back issues and we're podcasting them all. So if you're a podcaster, get onto iTunes and get it down. Yeah. And also we're getting an app. So actually the app is out on Google Play. Um, with all these YouTube videos and all the um, podcasts on it. But it's uh, the App Store is a bit of a struggle, uh, which I won't bore you with now, but it's uh, proving to be a little bit more difficult. Uh, I am an Apple developer. Thank you. I am. But I do have an Apple developer account. So um, YouTuber, Apple developer, plastic surgeon, you name it. I've uh, ticked those boxes. So uh, enough of my rambling. I'm going to check out. Bye. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.